Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with Jim Cates. Hey, Jim, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you today? I'm really well. It's great to talk to you, Jim. Jim is the president and CEO at the Association for Financial Professionals. If you're a financial professional, you're probably very well-versed on what the AFP actually is, but the AFP's mission is to drive the future of finance and treasury and develop the leaders of tomorrow through certification, training, and the premier event for corporate treasury and finance. And we'll talk a lot more about what the AFP has been doing, is doing, and will be doing. But before we get there, Jim, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career. Well, I've spent the last 22 years at uh, AFP uh, as a CEO. And prior to that, I was with another finance organization for about 10 years. So that's 30 years of uh, a career there. And then I started uh, right after school up on Capitol Hill, uh, worked for a congressman from Massachusetts. And pretty quickly uh, after deciding I didn't want to, you know, I did that for about three to three and a half, four years. And uh, I've pretty much been in the association business for almost uh, my entire career. So an AFP for almost uh, 50% of that. So, uh, you know, for better, for worse, it's been uh, affiliated here with the Association for Financial Professionals. And quite frankly, I've uh, loved every, every minute of it in the last 22 years. That's great. And, and clearly the Association for Financial Professionals, the idea of getting certification is a, a lifelong commitment, I think, in the financial profession for sure. So tell me a little bit about what the AFP is working on now. So first and foremost, as you've already identified, we really consider ourselves a certifying body for corporate treasury and corporate financial planning and analysis. Uh, and a lot of people sometimes get confused when they talk about finance because most people immediately think of wealth management or banks. And, and that's just, just to clarify for people, that's not who we represent. If you think about, a, for us, a large corporation uh, who ha- or organization that has a, a chief financial officer, uh, that individual is, is the steward of value creation uh, for, for the organization. And uh, as part of the CFO organization, you have corporate financial planning and analysis function, and you have a corporate treasury function. And that's who we represent uh, in, uh, as, a, as a professional association. And then we have our two certifications, uh, one in corporate treasury and one in financial planning and analysis, uh, as you've mentioned. So our real focus is professional development, education, training. Uh, we really don't do anything primarily in the advocacy side. So we're very much focused on both the individual and the finance organization and trying to help them be better every single day. Well, I mean, I would say that that whole area of financial certification, but certainly the area of finance and corporate finance continues to evolve rapidly, uh, probably for an area that perhaps didn't evolve for a long time and then suddenly sped up over the last 20 years. Tell me a little bit about what's going on in the, the marketplace today. 
uh, you know, so I think from that perspective, it, the, it, it really is all about digital transformation for finance. I mean, it had their traditional role uh, in, in, in terms of financial accounting and reporting and closing the books. Uh, right. But the role of the CFO function and finance function has increased uh, dramatically um, over the last, whatever, five or 10 years, however you want to yeah. look at it. Um, and really, though, the challenge for the finance organization right now, and I, and I really do think it is a, is a, is a big challenge, is, is really leveraging technology to drive more value creation in the organization and, and really to use that technology to do the things that are kind of the operational side and get those you know, taken care of to free up, free up finance time to be a lot more strategic. I think mm -hmm. so the, the two challenges or the challenges that finance really has to focus on are one, the digital transformation in their organizations, and then being valued strategic business partners. And I would say in general, finance continues to really struggle with both of those things. It's a bit of a concern of mine that finance is, is falling behind uh, in mm. terms of the skills that they really need to leverage that technology. Uh, other parts of the organization in many cases will have you know, a much bigger focus on digital transformation and, and finance sometimes is reluctant to, um, to make the investment in the technology and make the investment in the people and the skills to leverage that technology. What, what uh, Jim, what, what kind of technology are we talking about? Uh, just to, so I'm clear. Sure, it could be machine learning. It could okay. be a robotic process automation. Uh, those are the things that can help them automate some of the uh, transactional parts of the organization. And what finances in many large organizations is faced with is multiple legacy systems, still relying on Excel spreadsheets, and then not having the right people with the right skills in order to leverage the technology, the planning tools that are available uh, to the finance organization. It continues to be a major challenge for finance. Uh, and I think that it, um, it, it is something that we're very much focused on and something that I personally try to talk about a lot uh, in that finance maybe can talk a good game about their digital transformation, but there are very few of them that are, that are really far along on that journey. And I think it's time that finance really does begin to focus on, on the skills and the and leveraging the technology that's out there and available to them. That's so interesting to me to hear that because you know I think about uh, my own CFOs that I've had in my career, and I would say that you know perhaps maybe in the industries that I've been in, the CFOs have been the people that essentially demand measurement, demand performance measurement, demand everything, every dollar is you know uh, is accountable. Uh, you hear all this stuff about. Uh, the movement to you know zero was zero sum planning you know this idea it all seems that it would it would behoove as well as almost be second nature for a cfo to embrace a lot of the technologies that are are out there that are making it easier what what do you think is stopping the uptick so what you're characterizing is actually the strength of the cfo and the cfo function it's all about numbers it's all about everything having to add up they tend to be uh, a CFO wants or the finance, very fact-based. Mm. Yes, it's a part of the organization that has to do that when you think about closing the books and compliance and making sure that you're not going to get in trouble with regulators in, in that regard. But when you think about value creation, if that's a role that CFO is going to play in the capability building of an organization, 
we're not always talking about numbers. We're talking mm -hmm. about how an organization creates value. And an organization can create value is not always measured by it, all the columns adding up in a very specific way. So there's gotta be almost a, uh, the, the, the finance function has to be, have, have a left brain and a right brain. And I talk about, so the left brain, okay, yes, everything has to add up. But if you talk, talk about the right brain side of finance, it is being uh, asking questions. It is being curious. It is uh, being creative actually, because if you wanna work with the business units, it is about creating value. And that always yeah. doesn't turn into numbers. And that's where finance struggles a lot of time. And then they'll fall back on kind of the numbers and the risk aversion, and they won't move unless every number adds up. Right. Think about all the value that gets created by some of the most innovative companies in the world. If you said to them, you need to quantify every, every last number before we're going to go out and create Airbnb, or we're going to go out and create some new product or service that nobody's ever done. It would never get done if you had to add up everything. I, I just be curious because you know now at this point we have certainly the the largest value capture that we've seen in this generation have have been from companies that have essentially rewritten the way that a balance sheet is is maintained or a you know PNL. I mean, I think was that Amazon didn't make money for its first 17 years or 15 years, something crazy like that. So, you know, they just make last quarter. You, oh, I mean, good Lord. I, I don't, I don't know, but more than I'll ever have. <laughs> their, their, uh, net pro their profit was $14 billion. So right. again, if uh, someone had said to Jeff Bezos, you know, oh, these numbers aren't going to add up, but this, this is not how, you know, it, this is, you know, he's trying to, well, I mean, I can't speak for Jeff Bezos. I'm not even yeah. in that, that stratosphere. But the, what he created and the value that was created by Amazon, you can't, if you're sitting there with an Excel spreadsheet trying to add up every dollar and every, it, it doesn't work. And I think that there, there is a role. There's a left brain and there's a right brain for finance. What we try to focus on is how do we get them to think with that right brain to drive the value creation in the organization? And I will tell you, I read another statistic today that I think is, a little bit of symptomatic of what's happening here is that the tenure of a CFO is now less than five years. And yeah. that's a problem actually, because these types of digital transformation, being a strategic business partner, having to ensure that their FP&A functions are really working with the business units, that's a long-term commitment. Yeah. That CFO, if he or she is out of there every three or four years, then that, that is what creates that discontinuity in finance organizations. Yeah, so it's such, that's such yeah. a great point, Jim. CEOs and boards need to think about this if that's the role that they want finance to play. Yeah, I think that's a really excellent point because essentially it starts to kind of tell you what they what the CFO has been tasked with, which is uh, essentially short-term results. Correct. Uh, you know, and uh, maybe maybe either growing the top line, cutting the bottom line, you know, what, whatever it is, but something that can kind of show be showcased in a quarter or a couple quarters, which is Look, there's nothing. Uh, yeah, there's nothing. It's painful, but it's easy to cut expense. It's a lot easier yeah. to cut expense than to really to spend time really creating value and capability building in an organization. That's a long term perspective. And I think that's the perspective that, that the finance function and, and the CEOs and the boards really need to focus on if that's the role that they want finance to play, which I think 
Finance should be the analytics hub of the organization. They should, you know, finance is supposed to have that single version of the truth, right? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I talk to CFOs who will tell me in, in, their, in their deepest, darkest moments that they really sometimes aren't really sure what the numbers really are at the, at down at those business units. And that's a little bit scary to think about. But that's yeah. the challenge that finance really has. Yeah, no, it's a really interesting point. And let me let me ask, let me change gears a little bit and and ask how the last couple of years have have impacted the industry. I mean, you you I'm sure fielded many, many phone calls in those dark days of March 2020. But I'd just be curious how that how you and the organization, as well as just the general financial profession, has navigated this period. Well, look, it's keen sense of the obvious. Everybody talks about it. It's really trying to, to, to embrace uncertainty. Uh, something I always tell the team here, uncertainty is, certainty is an illusion. Uh, I think we all think that there's such a thing as certainty, but quite frankly, there isn't other than, of course, you know, death and taxes. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's, it's, in, it's having to, to learn to, to, to embrace that uncertainty uh, that has been, I think, highlighted uh, more so than uh, at least in our lifetimes in the last uh, couple of years. So it, it's a matter of taking that uncertainty and then figuring out, all right, how, how are we going to use that? How, how are we going to leverage that and, and, and try to be successful going forward? And again, that, that falls back into the finance function and the FP&A function and the forecasting and the modeling, because now it's even become a lot more difficult. And I think having the right skill sets, I've tried to bring this right back to finance, but that uncertainty to me drives the, fun- the, the financial planning and analysis function, which is really looking out into the future. That You've got to have the systems and the skills in order to do a better job of forecasting and modeling. Because if your forecaster, your model's off, I mean, I'm not going to pick. There's been a number of companies in the last couple of months whose forecasts were off, and their mm. stock price, their stock price have, have have absolutely cratered. Um, so the role of modeling and forecasting and making sure you have the systems to do that have never been more important, and will continue to be extremely important, especially when we're living in a world where uh, it, it, probably more uncertainty than we've ever had in terms yeah. of how it affects business. Yeah, it's such an interesting moment that we are passing through, hopefully, knock on wood, you know, we're past, we are at the tail end of this uh, pandemic. But I can tell you probably as a business owner and many other business owners, those first couple of months of the pandemic was all about finance. (laughs) It was all, you know, so... Well, for us, we've got two parts. We have the corporate treasury and the FP&A side. So if you think about corporate treasury, you think, if you think finance, accounting is, is looking back. You know, how did we do? Corporate treasury, which is our other kind of uh, core competency here at AFP with a, uh, our corporate treasury certification, that's about managing the working capital of the company. So, right. You know the corporate treasury. Uh, corporate treasurer. You know the first question is, do we? Where's the cash? And do cash flow. Cash. cash flow is king. Yeah, I tell you. <laughs> so that part of our business, you know, that the corporate treasury piece has been extremely important, and making sure that you have the cash and the working capital to to uh, manage the day to day operations of the organization, and then the other part of our that we focus on is the modeling, the forecasting, and looking out into the future. So. Uh, we don't have the accounting piece at AFP, but we do have the, what are we doing today? How are we doing? 
And then how are we focusing on the future? That's excellent. So, uh, you know, it's funny when I've been thinking about 2022, I'm, I marvel at the, the number because it just seems that 2022 was such a, was a number used to describe the future when I was younger, you know, well, you know, someday <laughs> and now, we're, and now we're here, Jim. So tell me what you're thinking about for 2022 and beyond. Uh, thinking in terms of the overall profession for AFP. Yeah, yeah, for AFP and what's happening in the financial professional industry. Okay, so I'll separate them. From an uh, AFP perspective, uh, we opened up an office in Singapore three years ago. I was spending all my time in Asia right before the, the pandemic uh, hit. Uh, so for, from, an a, from an AFP perspective, though, we, we, uh, that office, uh, the woman who's running that office is, is, uh, has been there now for three years, and it's establishing AFP in the, in the APAC region. Uh, she's based in Singapore, uh, and we're very focused on, the, uh, we have a looking in, in China and in India, uh, and we have a very strong strategic partner in the Middle East. So for AFP perspective, it's uh, continued to focus on our two certifications, but also thinking globally of, um, in terms of our own expansion uh, in, a, in the APAC region and the Middle East region. So for, that, for us, that's, that's very exciting. Uh, in many regards, the, the APAC region is less open than the, you know, here we are in, in the US and, and in Europe. Uh, and I'm hoping that very soon it's gonna open up a little bit in the next six, hopefully six months. So I can get that's back exciting. to traveling over there. Um, so we are looking forward to expansion uh, in, in those parts of the world. From a profession standpoint, I think it goes back to what we talked about earlier. It is really finance harnessing the power of technology uh, and embracing technology um, and, and making sure that they, most importantly, as you would think I would say, making sure that their people have the right skills to leverage the technology. Mm. When we talk to the technology companies, their biggest struggle is, you know, it's just the software, the technology is not going to change. If you're going to have, if you're going to use the same processes, you're going to get the same results. So it really is thinking about those, you know, the, the people and the processes in order to make the finance organization more efficient, which will free them up to really be more strategic. And that's really our two areas of focus here, digital transformation skills, and then the business partnering skills, which are skills that finance needs to learn in order yeah. to drive that value creation in the organization. So it's not just about, it's that left brain. Yeah, they have to do that. That's statutorily, you have to make sure you can close the books and that you can sign up on those financial statements. Uh, but it's really finance driving greater capability within their organization. That's great. Jim, if someone wanted to learn more about what the Association for Financial Professionals is up to, uh, where should they find you? Our website is www.afponline.org. Excellent. Well, it's been great to talk to you today. We've been speaking with Jim Cates. He's the president and CEO at the Association for Financial Professionals. Uh, the association has been playing a critical role in driving the future for finance and treasury and developing the leaders for tomorrow through certification training and, the, and offers the premier event for corporate treasury and finance. And I think that what we've been talking to about today is really preparing those finance professionals to embrace technology so that they can try to find greater value and build greater value as a good partner across their organizations. Jim, thank you so much for being on Uncaged today. We look forward to having you back. Bam, my pleasure. Great talking to you. Cheers.
Take care.